Just sit briefly. We'll be praying shortly. Some few prayers before we completely die into the teaching. But before that, happy new month, everyone. Okay, I'm the only one that is happy about the new month. Happy new month, everybody. Hallelujah. Tragic news has gone around school and the environment. I, I'm a, I assume we have all heard by now. People who never intended to be where they are, by now, they are where they did not plan. New month, first day of the month. So when you have the chance to celebrate, please do. Jesus speaking says, celebrate with those who celebrate. Also mourn with those who mourn. And Solomon best puts it in Ecclesiastes 9. He says in Ecclesiastes 9, I believe from verse 12, he begins and he speaks something very, very particular. Because modern day, or should I call it modern day, or eccentric Christianity, you will say, ah, we are heaven bound. Everything that pertains to this realm, we should not be concerned with it. I should not even wear clothes as a Christian, right? Good. If you have mats, you can sew it and put on because you are exemplifying the suffering of Christ. But the man said, whatever you find to do with your hands, do it well. Because there is no knowledge. Can you pay attention? Are you hearing me? There is no knowledge or counsel or wisdom in the grave where you are going. So every day we are tending to new achievements every day. You wake up to see a brand new day. And as a student, it's leading you closer to the expected day where you will graduate and leave this place, right? But can I also tell you, it is also leading you, yes, to the grave. Had it been your time were paused, you would escape this tragedy of life. But because your time is not paused as it were, time is not um, on a standstill. Ah, I feel more comfortable here. But glory to Jesus, nonetheless. Hallelujah. Because your time is not paused. Every time you wake up seeing a new day and you rejoice by it, it has two implications, growth and decay. For those of us that do chemistry, someone said I, I use chemistry terms a lot. Well, I understand life by God's grace in a way. We understand photonic decay or atomic decay. Let me use that. How many of us remember that? Um, decay rate. You did it in chemistry. Yeah, one student should not tell me they have not heard of decay rate. Yes, thank you very much, sir. God bless you. This is fine. Yes, students, remembering those kind of things, you should be ashamed of yourself. Hallelujah. Decay rate. And you should understand that the helium atom burns brightest when it's about to die. The helium atom burns brightest. In fact, it is at this peak of activity, if you study the activity series, or the energy, um, the energy rate, if you measure its energy at the point of its disappearing, that atom that is decaying, its energy is peak when it's just about to be extinguished. But is this something you should be weary of? No. Every minute of your life, every day of your life, friends, live it to the fullest. Paul speaking, he said, live as free. Only do not use your freedom as an occasion for the flesh. Because today we heard of how infants have passed to the great beyond. So it's not something that is students alone now. God is willing and we have also seen by the seeing of the eyes and by hearing of the ear that even children who would feel death should have spared have also passed away. Hallelujah. You are not too young. My mom always says, if you are old enough to live, you are old enough to die. Please let your life count. As it is to God, let it count. 
as it is to Nigeria, as it is to family, as it is to yourself. Let your life count. You owe it to yourself. I owe it to myself. Hallelujah. I owe it to myself. I owe it to myself. Amen. So, media, can you please give me James chapter 1? James chapter 1. steps with your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Steps. Oh, please. Okay, start from two. One. Hallelujah. Now this is a counsel. God, God gave me this word during the course of the week. I think particularly day before yesterday or yesterday. He said, let's read it together. Brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. When you, are, when you fall into various tri tribulations. Yes, please continue down. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, works endurance. Continue. But let patience have her perfect work that he may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Please, do you have another version? Do you have another um, rendering of the scripture? We'll stop at four. We'll two to four. James 1 from verse 2 to 4. Tonight, and I believe as the year proceeds. The way God is going to be talking to you in this meeting that you call Bible studies is not just going to be a preacher preaching session. You're going to come and you will hear God speak to you. Speak um, precisely to you as a person. Okay. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But the endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You must allow the endurance to have its full effect. When it has had its full effect, you will be complete, complete, mature, lacking in nothing. And so God says, I should tell somebody here under the sound of my voice that life has not been easy with. Someone that you have tried by your energy you have done the preaching the evangelism ah evangelize that's where the keys you have evangelized pray that's where the keys you have prayed so that's where the keys you have sowed what else fast that's where the keys and you have fasted and yet the breakthrough you have desired to see you have not yet seen this is god's counsel and should I say encouragement to that heart, such a heart. Someone that is near giving up. That's how the word came. Someone that is near giving up. Life is so tiring. In fact, you are at the verge of giving up. Because it has weighed you and pressed you. You are tired. So God is saying this evening. Count it joy when you go through various trials. Count it joy when you go through various challenges. Because this thing is producing something inside you. Endurance. It is producing endurance and competence. When it is complete, you will be mature. 
and complete and you will lack nothing. Hallelujah. God's servant on Sunday was preaching to us and teaching us about how life is a choice to live it. Sometimes it looks as if the choice has been taken away from you. I was discussing with somebody and he said, ah, if I was in Ukraine now, the way my life is going, just one bomb will just, and I know everything will just end. Hallelujah. That was the, he was lamenting the hopelessness of his situation. And I know there are such ones among us. If they, they will not kill themselves, no, you will not kill yourself. But if an opportunity came that something would take your life, you will not run from it. Because you have hit the end, as it were, in your own eyes. Jesus still loves you. Jesus still loves you. Jesus still loves you. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus loves you? Can you tell yourself now, I am important. Jesus loves me. I am important. Jesus loves me. I am important. Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. So say no to depression. Say no to depression. Say no to depression. Don't allow it to come. This is a time where you want to creep in. This is the time where you want to... Should, I will not hug you. It will want to cover you. It will want to swallow you. Depression. Say no to it. God will deliver his church in the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright. We have been on a series through the month. And can someone remember what we have been discussing and unveiling this month? Can someone remember the topic? The whole theme for the month. Bible studies wise. Understanding something. Understanding righteousness. The first week we took we took path of righteousness part one. We took the path of righteousness part two. We now took benefits of righteousness. Hallelujah. And today to conclude that series, because the, the month here we have has something entirely different for it. Hallelujah. We'll take one more topic in that series. Very important. The kinds of righteousness. The kind of righteousness. You can add S. It's a plural word. The kinds of righteousness. The kinds of righteousness. The kinds of righteousness. Hallelujah. Alright, let's go to the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Order my steps with your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, O Lord, I pray. Order my steps. Order my steps with your oh, order, order my steps with your word.
from verse 1 to 3, please. Sorry. Romans 10 from verse 1 to 3. The kinds of righteousness. Romans 10 from verse 1 to 3. All right. Can we read it together? Brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved too. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Three. For they, being ignorant of... Let's take that place again. For they, being ignorant of... And going about to establish... How many righteousnesses have you seen there? Whose righteousness and who... Or what's righteous and what kind? What kind and what kind? Alright, let's continue down. Have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost, because I know you will bless our hearts. And you will touch our souls tonight. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It is not by my might. It is not by my power. But by the Spirit, says the Lord. Let every other name fade away. Let every other influence disappear. Until it is only you that remains. In the name of Jesus we pray. Hallelujah. So, we'll just crash course. We'll look at two kinds of righteousness from this scripture. Romans chapter 10. 1 to 3. Number 1, righteousness by or righteousness of man the righteousness of man and number two the righteousness of God the righteousness of man can make one A and the other one B the righteousness of man and we'll look at it what it means how hallelujah Romans 10 says they were zealous for God Zeal was not what was lacking. And from this scripture as well, and what you will see, righteousness also was not what was lacking. Hallelujah. But we will see. Let me not spoil the whole thing. So we will still have the pleasure of unfolding God's word. All right. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 18. It's a long reading. Many of the readings we take today, they are long, but God will help us to be very brief into this teaching so we can pray. Luke chapter 18 from verse 9 to 14. Luke chapter 18 from verse 9 to 14. Luke 18 from verse 9 to 14. So like I said, please pay attention. Cleaning a speaker or washing a plate makes my mother happy. My mother in this sentence now as a subject class equals God. The object that receives my action is the plate. Cleaning the plate, the activity is the cleaning. Cleaning the plate makes my mother happy. But I have devised a way to clean the plate and still vex my mother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we there? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. Ah, Holy Ghost that they were righteous and despised others. Two men 
went up into the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a, a, a publican. We are reading up till 14, so please keep going. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. Mm. I give tithe of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off now, that's finished with part one man. Going to the next person, the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to a sinner. To me, it's 14. I tell you, Jesus, now, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Please give us nine again. Luke 18, 9. Everyone who exalts himself shall be abased, and everyone who, who humbles himself shall be exalted. Luke 18, 9. Just give us only verse 9 again. It's there. All right. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. And he said this to them, like I said, put yourself in, some, in this picture. Who, who trusted that he was a righteous person because he teaches Bible studies? Because he goes to church every service day. Or because when people are publicly engaging in idle talk, he secludes himself. He has trusted in himself that he's righteous. And then he looks at those who are in his mind unrighteous and he despises them. Hallelujah. Number one product of the righteousness of man is self-justification self-justification. So man's righteousness is actually self-righteousness. By himself, with himself, and for himself, he has adjudged himself to be pure. He has adjudged himself to be without fault. And in so doing, despises others who he also judges to be at fault. Hallelujah. Number one, fruit of the righteousness of man. Self-justification. Number two, as we'll be looking at, is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Matthew chapter 23. If you have your Bibles, please, so that will be very fast. Like I said, there will be plenty extensive readings. Matthew 23, 2 to 4. Matthew 23, 2 to 4. Three, two to four. The scribes and the Pharisees, this is Jesus speaking now, sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that you observe and do. But they themselves, they do not do according, but do not do according to their works. For they say and they do not. 
for they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders but they themselves do not move them with as much as one finger but all the works they walk all their works they do to be seen by men they make their phylacteries broad and enlarge their borders and enlarge the borders of their garments hallelujah hallelujah but all their works they do for to be seen of men they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments hallelujah don't ask me what phylacteries mean i don't know hallelujah but i trust it to be jewish custom and the garments the scribe robing hallelujah amen hallelujah hypocrisy number two this thing repeated itself again when paul was teaching the church and he said you who teach them do not fornicate do you fornicate you who teach them because it is easy friends ah when you are here you you understand what i'm saying for those that have come up here before you you understand best what i'm saying where i'm standing and i'm teaching you about loss for instance and as i'm telling you the only ghost is my conscience now my conscience is, is now inside me and telling me friend man of god where you are going to now have you judged yourself properly when you tell the church that you'll be a man of God, so you tell them, don't fornicate. So that I'll still maintain my image as a man of God, right? I tell you, don't fornicate. Don't go outside there and cheat in the exam hall. When you are in the exam hall, do you cheat? Hallelujah. So I bring that so that you will see the, the ease that a believer admonishing somebody else, you easily cross the bound of judgment and you will not know. Because at that time you are, I'm trying to discipline, I'm trying to correct this guy. Let me correct this guy. But in my own record books, Tuesday, I'm correcting someone on Friday. Tuesday, I stole. And on Friday, I'm telling someone you should not have stolen that thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the righteousness of man. Number two, hypocrisy. For they will bear huge burdens. They will give you load upon load. As a Pharisee, as a Jew, fast 24 hours a day. Pray 16 hours. And when I stand to pray, I cannot pray two hours. And I'll come out. We used to see it in my yard. We'll come out to pray. That man of God should understand what I'm saying. We'll come out to pray. And then we are praying, you know, and certain men who have crept in on our ways. They will come, are you praying? Are you praying? Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. After they have left the circle, the middle, their voice comes out when they are in the middle, when they live there. Hallelujah. Hypocrisy. I'm just using these ones to enumerate what I'm trying to say. Hypocrisy. And Jesus was thoroughly against righteousness that even found link or any small root to hypocrisy. Let's also look at from verse 13. That same Matthew 24. Or Matthew 23, rather. Matthew 23. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Now he openly calls them hypocrites. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. 
For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. We'll read till 28. Media, please. We'll read till 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses for a pretense making long prayers. Ah. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind. For which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing. For whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple swears by it and by all things that dwell in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of heaven and by him who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and you have neglected the weightier matters of the law. And do you see what is there? You have neglected the... Okay, it's not the same way in, my, in your Bible as with mine. When he reached law, he gave a column. Then he now described justice and mercy and faith. Hallelujah. While this was just going through, it disapproves also because many times people bring up this scripture and then they tell you this is why you should not pay tight. It's not, it's not correct. Jesus was not saying don't pay. As we go on, you will see every scripture we take, please ponder out, ponder on it in your heart. Because as we move, it will be as if the next thing we are doing explains what we just spoke of. Hallelujah. So he says you pay tight of all these things, but the weightier matter you have aban abandoned these you ought to have done that is justice mercy and faith without leaving the other jesus's words don't allow anybody to deceive you these you ought to have done tight without leaving any of the other undone hallelujah okay till 28 blind guides you strain out a gnat and swallow a camel woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence blind pharisee first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish that the outside of them may be clean also woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites for you are like whitewashed tombs which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men. Can we take 28 together? One to go. Even so, ye also appear to men, but within ye, full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Hallelujah. 
I'm judging myself. Why are you judging yourself? Hallelujah. Number two, hypocrisy. So for those that are joining us today, we are looking at the kinds of righteousness. And from the anchor text we read, Romans chapter 10, from verse 1 to 3, Paul, God's servant, enumerated as he was giving the letter to the Roman church, he gave us two forms of righteousness in that scripture. The righteousness of God and the righteousness of man. How that when a man is looking at his own righteousness, he neglects the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And we began to look at the righteousness of man, what it entails. One was self-justification. Number two is hypocrisy from the scriptures we have read. Number three thing that follows the righteousness of a man is pride. Hallelujah. Pride. Ah, chapel prays for 12 hours. Jesse. No, let me know it's Jesse. Okay. Jesse, world-renowned decorator. Hallelujah. Brother, church starts by six, four forty or six, right? Five forty-five is in church, cleaning all the chairs, arranging everything, setting it all up. If it was not me, they will not clean it. I'm not a unit head, but if I was a unit head, ah, you will see what I would have done in this church. I'm not even a unit head, and I'm walking like this. When I now become a unit head, how will this now be? another form of the righteousness of man. And you know another way that pride looks? Because many times you will not carry yourself. So you, you will be deceived that you're not proud. Church people are better than them. Is it not church people that will, ah, you will preach on the altar and finish and then you will still call you again. I'm better than them. Amen. Do you know his pride? You will not know. But I'm telling you now his pride. Hallelujah. That guy too, they shout when they pray. I beg, let me join. Pride. Which prayer? We are doing prayers. Thank God for prayer, man. Ten minutes on Sunday, I mean. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Why would we be praying for ten minutes? Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, open the door of financial prosperity for me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you not prayed? So why are you not allowing us to pray a whole... church. I don't like the way they are behaving. It's pride. Because now you have not outwardly carried yourself up. In your own eyes, you have not carried yourself up. But do you know what you are seeing yourself as? As better than somebody else. Because another facet of pride is that nobody can do the right thing in your eye. Another demonstration of pride is that no matter how hard somebody else is working, he cannot reach your standard. It's pride. It's pride. Matthew 23, 5 to 6. Okay, I think we, we are there. Let me just read it. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge their bod the borders of their garments. 6 now says, They love the best seats at the feast, the best seats in the synagogue. 7. Greetings in the market places to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Hallelujah. They love it. Let me tell you something. Do you know why I call people Papa? Everybody, Papa. 
not like Papa as old man, but the way you, when you call me Papa, there's something you mean. When I call you Papa, I mean the same thing you are meaning back to me. What you are I'm saying it back to you. Hallelujah. I don't understand. When I notice that if I pass someone and it doesn't, it doesn't say Saudeme, it started small, small low. If someone doesn't say ah, good morning, sir, I will now feel a little resentment. I now notice something is wrong. Before I did not like it, but somewhere, somewhere along the line, I've started liking sir. It's starting to sweet me. Hallelujah. I now devise my own means. More than one, do. That's just one of them. I've devised my own means now. So whoever you are, you are my sir. You are also my papa. You are my mama. You are my woman of God. Hallelujah. I will never allow myself to belittle you. Physically now, then in my mind, I do my best also not to, do, to belittle you. Because another um, demonstration of pride here that we see, they love to be called rabbi. Oh, rabbi. Oh, rabbi. I'm not saying that honoring people is bad. It is very wonderful. It is an amazing thing to honor people. You will not honor them. Can I say it? No, let me not say it. Let me not say that one. But I know of a person. You honor people more than that person I know of. As far as by the judgment of human skill, that is not a brother, it's not a sister, but that person honors people. But at the same time, watch out for pride. Honoring people is very important. I'm not saying that is out of the place, out of place. Yes, it's good. But at the same time, man of God, woman of God, friends in Christ, another demonstration of righteousness by the flesh is that it comes out and engulfs you as pride. Hallelujah. When I come to church, they always bring me to this place because I'm here, so, 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 and so in it. And all of a sudden, one day, they will not bring me to that place. Somebody else is, is there. That one is even far safe. Nobody moderates like moderating head. Yes. Nobody moderates like moderating head. And do you know what the pride will do there? One day, somebody will come up here and you begin to do it better than you. And inside, you begin to resent. And you know what you do? Ah, he did not spell introduction correctly. He did not pronounce hallelujah well. He, he, did, he did not say chapel of praise well. He should have given the praise arena too. He didn't mention that one. And you sit down there. And you don't know. It's engulfing you gradually. Pride. When I pray on the altar, we can vibrate and sweat. And then somebody else comes to take intercession prayer and is doing it gently. You don't know what the spirit is dictating at the moment. And because ah, this house is too cold, this house is too cold. Fire, fire, pride. You are not the God of the church. Pride. To name but a few. John 11, 45 to 48. Holy Spirit, help me. John 11, 45 to 48. 45 to 48. Okay, I'm there, so I'll read. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had believed the things Jesus did, believed in him, all right. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. 
Are you seeing it there? Please read it too. Because my version I've seen is different from what is up there. So I may read and it to not be exactly the same thing. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man walks many signs. Well, who, who said this thing? Who? Bishop. Should I use bishop? Let me use my church. We use um, area. We have superintendent. Area superintendent. And now local church pastor did something. Um, there's, there's area pastor. There's local. National chairman. Okay. So national chairman is the one that is saying this thing now. A local pastor. Let me go. Local pastor now did something. The superintendent, like a cat area superintendent, now brings it and tells the look the, the chairman, see you, Jimmy is walking many signs in that their local church. And the superintendent is now saying, What will we now do? This guy is walking signs. Bishop that ought to shepherd everyone is now envious of somebody inside the mist walking many signs. Hallelujah. Can I say this one? Mm. So, an unnamed brother that just began school yesterday has found the favor of God's servant, the chaplain. And I have been looking for that seat ever since I started school. I'm in year three now. An unnamed, <laughs> an unnamed brother. Do you understand what I just said now? Are you sure? Somebody just came out of nowhere and he has found a place of favor before God's servant. And me, I've been here, I've been struggling, I've been striving all this while. And I am provost in one unit like that. I am secretary in one unit like that. Okay, we will now convene. What will we now do to this guy or this girl? Because they are performing many signs. Hallelujah. This is how many people's Christian lives are tarnished to show you know. Are you aware? This is how many people's Christian lives are extinguished. Someone who come in here wants zealous for God. In ignorance because he believes he has entered the church. But he did not know that he came to a place where it is not Mount Zion. This one is not Mount Zion. Now I don't even know what to call it. It's not even the <laughs> it's not the host of innumerable angels. It's not coming to the com- it's coming to where wolves, sheep clothed wolves are dwelling. Where everybody will lift up holy hands, but we are looking at the one whose hands is holy, so we can bring him down to our level. Hallelujah. We all lift up holy hands, but we like that all of our hands are in the same level. Anyone whose hands has gone higher, watch that guy break. Hallelujah. Pride. What shall we do? 47. For this man walks many signs. Look at the next thing he said. If we let him alone like this, uh, everyone will believe in him. 48. If we allow him to continue, Bishop, I, 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 I purposely emphasize Bishop. Bishop, righteousness. In fact, chief priests should be, if we want to kill people that are sinners, and then we did not know how we cut the chief priest and put in their midst. When we now say, what is your name? He mentions. Who are you? He mentions. Ah, chief priest. Okay, please go. 
whether he stole, whether he's with somebody's money in his pocket, which is not concern us. But by reason of who he is and what he represents, we should allow him and excuse him of sin. Hallelujah. But this is the chief priest's words. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place. They will come and take what? Our place and our nation. Hallelujah. And the rest is a story that we know. Hallelujah. The next thing I'd like us to, to know impure judgment. Impure judgment. Impure judgment. Where those who have decorated themselves with righteousness. They decorate themselves now. From what we read in Romans chapter, okay, what we read in Luke 18, 9. They see everybody else as wrong and they are the only ones right. They judge all things, but they do not judge themselves. They discriminate everything, but they don't discriminate themselves. Let's look at Matthew 25, 24 and 25. It will surprise you who the subject matter here is. It will surprise you. Because even these ones were close to the master. Matthew 25, 24 to 25. Okay. Are they already there? Keep that scripture. We'll come back to it. Let me read John 8. What I'm looking for was John 9, sorry. John 9. But keep Matthew. We'll still come back to it. It's one of the scriptures we are reading. John 9, from verse 1 to 3. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born this way? And Jesus responded, Neither this man sinned, nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Usually I would just read that scripture and pass and call it someone's misunderstanding of the situation. But it was not misunderstanding, sir. Somebody was saying his heart's intent. That whenever I see someone suffering academically, he's a sinner. I don't know if you get. Someone that was close to Jesus, holding hands with him, eating with him, still had this problem of misjudging other people. Someone that would have judged by ourselves and standards, this one is, ah, no, we can't. The disciples, no, now. But it was even in their own midst that they saw a helpless man. Someone that would have, they would have even assisted. But the first thing that came to their mind was that he was suffering because of his sin. So, by verdict now, allow him. He's paying a price for something he did. He's paying the dues for his error or his father's error. Hallelujah. The judge. The judge. That's what I want to bring out from that scripture. Where in your own righteousness and in the state of yourself, you quickly judge others. You quickly judge situations. Exempting yourself and being righteous in your own eyes. Hallelujah. 
thank God for Jesus. Okay, Matthew 24 now. I, I said, I said, don't go because I know you before we'll go back to that place now. Matthew 25. 24 to 25. Another time. A master was leaving his place. His house. And Jesus likened a parable. The kingdom of God is likened to a man who travels to a far journey. And he separates talents abroad. And he gives it to different people. And there was one he gave the talent to in 24. The one who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you. He didn't say, I guess. He didn't say, I presume that you're a hard man. I have judged you. I have examined it. And I know you are a hard man. I know you are a hard man. You reap where you do not sow. And you gather where you have not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But this is what the Lord answered. He called him a wicked and lazy servant. Wicked first and lazy. Lazy for not working. Wicked for judging improperly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please speak. Don't be sober. Hallelujah. So many times you have been in God's sight called wicked because of one simple flimsy statement you made. Because of a thought you are allowed to remain in your heart. Ah, leave those people, they are good for nothing. Hallelujah. Improper or wrong judgment. And then John chapter 8, verse 1, where a woman was caught in the very act, as scripture says, of adultery. And when she was brought before Jesus, the master acquitted her and told her, If no one accuses you after me, I've spoken now, nobody accuses you. Go, you are free. Hallelujah. Go, you are free. Go, you are free. Amen. Number four thing now. Four, right? Five. Five. Tradition. 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 We as believers often don't know when we have crossed the line of biblical doctrine and principles and we have begun to serve God by tradition. Rather than what God wants, we are now serving Him by tradition. Rather than obeying God's teachings, rather than following and serving Christ, rather than providing the service or rendering the service we ought to in God's vineyard, we are doing traditional service, if that's even how to put it. Let's look at Mark, Matthew rather, Matthew 15. From verse 2, I'm already there, so I'll read one. Then the scribes and Pharisees, Matthew 15, from verse 2 to 6, but I'm starting from 1. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, All the way from Jerusalem they came, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your traditions? 
For God commanded saying, you can read down to there. He explained something there. But the emphasis now is, why do you transgress the commandment of God? Because you are being righteous by a tradition, a human's tradition, human's discernment and standpoint. Hallelujah. And traditions, I hope you know, they are not God-given. They are made by man to oppress, assist, promote, or ensnare man. Yes, that definition is very, very called for because we are in Africa. That definition is very called for. There are traditions that promote people, that promote cultures. There are also traditions that keep them in bondage. A set place in South-South Nigeria where once upon a time, twins, twin children will be abandoned in a location that they termed evil because the tradition perceived them to be curses. Hallelujah. Another place, they will celebrate that kind of double blessing. Another place, still in Nigeria, they will celebrate those kind of children. Hallelujah. Amen. So, another fruit of man's righteousness manifested itself in judgment or falsehood of tradition. We became traditionalists, respecters of tradition rather than respecters of God. We become by when the ornament and following after righteousness as dictated by man, you, I, unknowingly veer into the path of traditional worship. You will not have to raise mango and carve it to a masquerade face and begin to bow. You have already determined that this is tradition. Every time in this church, we are from one such place. God has... I've been around in some standing committee meetings. I'm in the choir, so we will sing. And we will now be asked, if you want to go, you can go. If you want to stay, you can stay. And you hear what I, grown-up men, I was not even, I will not even say I am, but that time I was even worse than now, spiritually. I was judging by sense. You hear what grown-up, what they are trivializing, and the matters that are things that they are, that are brought to the church. Things that are brought, these are things that should be settled in normal church committee, but they bring it to standing committee. They don't stand, they sit, actually. I don't know why they call it standing committee. Maybe it's for the, the weight of that kind. That, the meeting is weighty. And they'll be discussing tight how, not even miscalculation now, pastors tight should I say allocation? The church is dwindling in number. What we are talking about is money. The church has been there. Members of the church have not expanded physically now because that's what the word of God is supposed to do. You as a Christian judge this because one thing I used to test the power of God is that when I go back, time pass, and I look again, now and I go to the future, I can see that this girl came to school looking like she does not have father and mother. By the time she leaves school, and I now look at her, so this is how rejoice also. Hey, God is faithful. That's the presence of God. It transforms you inward and outward. So I was telling someone, you will go back and you see God's servants that come here, Sir Vincent, Sir Dave, and those men of God. You will see the pictures they took that time, and you see them now. Indeed, the presence of God transforms men. 
So we we'll see a congregation like this that people are remaining year to year. Everybody is the same. Physically, they are the same. Spiritually, they are the same. And what we are discussing in standing committee is money. The purpose of the church has been defeated. Hallelujah. Tradition has set in. How we can obey the sanitation rules of the local government and things like that. Amen. That being said, I hope we have now understood that when we say righteousness by man, it does not infer to anything good. I started by telling you that if it is called righteousness, at least there should be some element of good in it. But you have seen by scripture, these same men who were zealous, having righteousness, they have successfully been right in doing wrong. Hallelujah. Now, the righteousness of God. Quickly. The righteousness of God. We will not take all the scriptures now for time so we can pray. Like I said, there are some things we need to pray for. Today, I will disperse. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Justified by faith. Righteousness by faith. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. If you are dead. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. I'm already there. Okay. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Full stop, right? We have peace. You're not seeing your Bible. We have peace with God. Full stop. What does it continue to say? Through? Sisters, through who? Mary. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God. We have, we have been justified. Having been justified by faith, we now have peace with God. We have reconciliation with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one thing that the righteousness of God is, is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God. However you look at it, however you maneuver from, whether I talk to you about faith, I talk to you about the Spirit, I talk to you about grace, anything I will talk to you about, know this, and if you know it well, everything is settled as far as the righteousness of God is concerned in your life. That the righteousness of God you seek and desire, being justified in the sight of God, it is only through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 3 verse 28. I'll just take it now. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. This is the second thing I want us to look at while we are still here. A man is justified by faith, still saying the same thing in Christ Jesus, apart from the deeds of the law. Justified by faith. Romans 4, 4-5. Now, to him who walks, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not walk, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Hallelujah. It is pointing us to something. And I'm already excited about where we are landing. So, first and foremost, faith, believing Jesus Christ, the first scripture we read, and we have peace with God. And now this one now introduces another subject and now contrasts faith along with work. Hallelujah. We have already seen men who were hardworking from before. Very hardworking and zealous who were not righteous. And now another kind of righteousness is coming to us. And somewhat suggests 
not say laziness. Somewhat suggests minimal effort on your own part. We saw how a man said, I fast twice a week. I paid tight on everything. My television, I paid tight for it. My phone, I paid tight for it. This shoe I'm wearing, I paid everything on my head, from head to toe, I paid tight for it. We saw how that man was hard working in following the law. Hallelujah. But we are also seeing here, it is not by the law, but by faith. Amen. We are going somewhere. Number two, righteousness by the Spirit. Righteousness by the Spirit. John chapter 16, verse 8. John chapter 16, verse 8. Alright. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Hallelujah. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness. The Holy Spirit doesn't just convict of sin. When you are being convicted only of sin, it is not the Holy Spirit. He will convict you of sin and righteousness in reconciliation. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, that is, we understand the English. He will convict you of sin and of righteousness. The job of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, 2 to 5. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sin flesh. On the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. The spirit in the place of flesh. A man came still wearing flesh that made you and I weak. But there was something else that was introduced there. There was the spirit. And then the same thing that weakened us. Someone came by that same element, but he was strengthened to overcome every weakness you carried. Why? The spirit. Hallelujah. Righteousness by the spirit. All right. And 14. Romans 14 verse 17. We're rounding up. Romans 14 verse 17. Hallelujah. 14 verse 17. Is it there? Romans 14 verse 17. Let's read together. One to go. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? In righteousness. One. Peace and joy. In who? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The entire character, lifestyle, as the Romans do is one thing we are popularly we always popularly say so when you go to one church I don't I will not call the name one church that they can go without scarf and ladies are with trousers no I'm not biasing anyone and ladies are with trousers it is the characteristics of that place right is their character is their custom hallelujah in so 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 place for the kingdom of that place is in the things I just mentioned now in that same vicinity. Now, so also is also contrasting or bringing to picture the kingdom of God. There is a attribute and characteristic of everyone in the kingdom of God. There is a custom. There is a lifestyle. And it begins to mention them. Righteousness, number one. Peace. Joy in the spirit. Hallelujah. So heaven 
not just heaven because the kingdom of God is here with man it has been established hallelujah if you know you know righteousness peace and joy in the spirit you are an emissary of the kingdom of God here on earth righteousness ought to show in you peace is supposed to be there joy they are characters of, the, of every kingdom man in the spirit the holy spirit hallelujah now we see the contrast of how that these men who were there before they were not evil they were just trying to fulfill righteousness in the flesh so paul now said because of the law and because of the pressure to fulfill it sin found occasion through me through it in me sin found a place but now if any man be in Christ is a new creature because of the spirit of life that dwells in him you are now free from the law of sin and death and you are now in the law of the spirit that gives life hallelujah hallelujah James chapter 2 we'll read from verse 14 to 26 as a conclusion James chapter 2 from verse 14 to 26 hallelujah now i intentionally painted something where one life included so much work and less of the faith and jesus did not even acknowledge them and then when the disciples came up and were revealed the kingdom of god by jesus and his holy spirit they began one of them began to enumerate but he was telling us something he was telling that church something that you are still carrying the old mind that it is by your work that you are saved and after that 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 mindset had been removed from the church somebody else came up and now taught us a more excellent way hallelujah so when you're understanding the scripture please don't be an extremist do you know what an extremist is they are muslims you can live with and they are muslims you cannot live with with your by your faith or by reason of what you believe the ones you cannot live with they are termed extremists they are christians as a believer your spirit will be well with them they are christians also in that quote that you cannot live with they are extremists hallelujah do you understand what i'm saying they are extremists i will give you an example but you use your mind and play it all right what does it profit my brethren though a man say he has faith and have not works can faith save him can faith save him no answer you he will answer it okay 15 if a brother or a sister be naked and a destitute of daily food and once you say unto them depart in peace be ye warmed and filled notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body what does it profit them now by faith you have laid hands on a sick man let me not even say sick someone that is hungry and then so much faith go go be filled with food go wear clothes hallelujah and he now says if no work accompanies that thing that faith does not profit that guy hallelujah even so if it had not worked it is dead being alone continue down sir yes a man may say thou hast faith me i have works show me your faith without your works and i will show you my faith by my works james show me your faith 
without works. Me now, that is admonishing you. I will tell you that I've been able to both have faith and walk. Hallelujah. You believe that there is one God, you have done well. The devil also believes it. Hallelujah. Ah, I believe in Jesus. The devil also believes. In the name of Jesus, get out. The devil also believes that that name has the power. But if there is no work accompanying those words, you heard what Jesus said when he came down. This kind goeth not except you walk. I gave you my name to go with, and that name was working. Hallelujah. But there's a place you reach, and the name no longer, it looked as if the name didn't work because there was no work backing the faith you were professing. Hallelujah. All right. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without work is dead? The song we are going to, okay. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? The man of faith, Abraham, the man of faith, he was justified by work. He offered up Isaac his own son upon the altar. Seest thou how faith wrought with works? Seest thou how faith mingled with works? And works was faith, and by works dead. So, faith can bring me into a building like this. I entered by faith into a building, and this building is the kingdom of God. And I have not the works to show forth. I cannot perform the characteristics of the kingdom. Do you understand? For as the body without a spirit is dead, so also faith that doesn't have any tangible work, I add that one, is dead as well. Hallelujah. Can we be on our feet? Deliver me from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me, Jesus, from self-justification, self-righteousness, hypocrisy, pride, impure and mis- 
misguided judgment, falsehood, and human tradition. Father, deliver me from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me, Jesus, from the righteousness of the flesh. Deliver me, Jesus. Is someone making that a prayer? Father, I am here tonight. Uh, deliver me, Jesus, from the righteousness of the flesh. May I never judge myself righteous by my standards. May I never at any point see myself, Lord, as having attained. May I never at any point, Lord, see myself as having obtained the mark. Lord, deliver me. Deliver me, Jesus. Deliver me, Jesus, from hypocrisy. Deliver me, Lord, from self-aggrandizement. Deliver me, Lord Jesus, from self-justification. Deliver me, Jesus, from pride. Deliver me, Jesus, from pride. Deliver me from misguided judgment where I judge others because they don't fit in what I think they should do. Where I judge people because they don't do what I believe is right. Father, deliver me, Lord, from living by human tradition. Deliver me, Jesus, from living by human tradition. May I never apply human tradition to how things should run in your house. May I never apply human tradition to how I should serve you, to how we should serve you. Lord, deliver me tonight. Deliver me tonight. Father, we come to your presence tonight and we ask that your spirit of liberty breaks us free from every self-aggrandizement, every self-righteousness. Let your spirit liberate us tonight. Let your spirit liberate us tonight. Let your spirit liberate us tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Prayer number three. Father, produce the works of righteousness in me. Let me bear fruits of righteousness. Produce the works of your righteousness in me. Produce the works of your righteousness in me. If it is your righteousness, I now understand you are the one in charge. All I am doing by my work is to follow you. All I am doing by my work is to obey what you said. Abraham's work was not that he built a house for God. Abraham's work was that he obeyed God's instructions. And by the faith of believing the God that spoke it, it was accounted unto him righteousness. Rahab's work was that she believed in the God that sent these ones. And by her work, she protected the interests of that God. She protected the interests of the messengers of that God. Lord, produce your works of righteousness in me. Produce the works of your righteousness in me. I know I have a place. I know I have a work to play. I have a part to play. Jesus, produce the works in me I will obey. Produce the works in me I will follow. Jesus, produce your works in me. Produce the works of righteousness. Produce the works of faith I have in you. Let the works of the Spirit, let the fruits of the Spirit be born in me. Let the fruits of faith in Christ Jesus be born in me. Father, in my Father in my finance, Father in my academics, let the works of righteousness be born in me. Let the works of righteousness be born in me. In Nigeria, amongst the Christian body in Nigeria, let the works of righteousness be born. Let the works of righteousness be born in Chapel of Praise. Let the works of righteousness be born. Let the works of righteousness be born. Can you prayer? Is that a prayer you are making tonight? Produce the works of righteousness in me. Produce the works of righteousness in me. In the name of Jesus we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Therefore with joy you will draw waters from the well of salvation. Father in the name of Jesus. Help me to draw waters from the well of salvation. With joy. Father in the name of Jesus. 
help me to draw water from the well of salvation. Help me to draw from the well of salvation with joy. Can you make that a prayer tonight? A heart cry tonight. Help me to draw water. I will not just reach the well of salvation, yet I cannot draw. I will not just reach there, and I will draw with bitterness. Father, help me to draw prosperity, longevity of life, long life and prosperity. Help me to draw from the wells of salvation with joy. Help me to draw from the wells of salvation with joy. As I sow my time, as I sow my seed, as I sow my energy, as I sow my youth, oh Lord, I have accepted salvation and Lord, the works that follow are the things you have ordered and pretend that I do. You have said I should come closer to you, intimacy and fellowship. Lord, I come close tonight. Father, help me to draw from the wells of salvation with joy. May I not be thirsty and there is a well of salvation I cannot draw from it. May I not be weary and there is food and I cannot eat of it. Help me tonight. Oh, all you who are thirsty, come and drink. All of you who are hungry, come and eat. Come and eat. Come and buy and eat without money. Father, help me to partake tonight. Help me to partake tonight. As this month begins, as this month begins, help me to partake of the benefits of salvation. Help me to partake of this free gift, this well of salvation. Tonight, I make demands of the heavens. By your mercy, Jesus, help me not to come to the well and I cannot drink. Help me not to profess salvation is free and I have not received. Help me not to say Jesus saves, I am not saved. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Father, tonight, help me to draw with joy, with joy. Help me to eat with joy, with joy from the buffet you have prepared, from the well you have prepared, the well you have done free. Help me to partake tonight. Help me to partake tonight. Today being the first day of the month and beyond. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Can you pray in the Holy Ghost in one minute? Lord, your church is awake tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray.